Hey guys, thanks for joining us. We're on again with Jeff Jacobson. As you know, we have been daily uh, coming to you, answering questions related to unemployment and uh, basically um, some of the challenges that we've been facing in multiple states regarding how to file, especially with sites crashing, um, the wait time on phone calls, all that type of thing. As always, we're joined by Jeff Jacobson, who's here to give us advice on how to go about and answering common questions that we're noticing. Uh, we are generally streaming on a couple of groups. Um, Illinois unemployment this is our primary one where we're drawing some questions from because uh, Jeff is both based in Illinois. So Jeff is most familiar with the Illinois law, although as he will explain uh, federally, some of the things are pretty similar. So um, certain things can be answered and Jeff will explain what he can and cannot um, answer. And one of the things we did to kind of change today up was kind of bring an inspirational element of this along. Jeff and I, to explain how we first got started, Jeff did a lot of uh, kind of mentoring, coaching for a lot of um, members who I had who had some questions regarding how to go about the unemployment um, filing. I work for a union that actually has a lot of sports personnel who were, their industry was decimated with what's happening with COVID-19. So I was trying to get them some answers. Uh, Jeff and I kind of teamed up and helped walk a lot of our members through this process. Um, one of the people who's joining us today, hopefully at the uh, four o'clock hour central, five o'clock Eastern is Larry Lage, who is a writer um, out of Detroit for sports. And he's kind of um, taken it upon himself to create a fundraising site to help out sports freelancers. It's called the Freelance Sports Journalist Fundraiser. And I thought it was gonna be kind of an inspirational, cool thing to talk about some of the work he's done and who he's been able to help. But without further ado, Jeff, if you're ready, give me a thumbs up. Um, it looks like Jeff is ready. I'm going to pop him on to see if uh, if he's got some questions that have come up. I know I saw that he was monitoring the group and answering a couple of questions. Jeff, what are you hearing? Um, so things aren't going much better. It's uh, going online, going uh, via the phone is still slow. Uh, there are actually people that are still filing for unemployment new claims every day. Uh, so it's the numbers are still large and we still have people that are in most of the beginning part of the system. They're in the, either the application, the certification, and I think some people are moving towards the appeals part of it. Um, wanted to give some tips. Uh, there's a lot of people know it and I wanna thank everyone that's been on the Facebook page and helping others out. So the number to call in, and you'll see it soon, is 800-244-5631. If you hear the message, we are experiencing high call volume, hang up. There's nowhere you're going from there. Uh, keep trying. Eventually, when you get past that, uh, you know, and it says you're either in the queue um, then you can you move ahead. Now, we've been told that using the uh, touch tone numbers of 2256 get you through the system faster. One person today had said they had spent four hours on hold. They were 7.30 in the morning. They started calling in. Uh, so it's still a very long time, four hours. But we are noticing kind of a, a, a change from what it was last week when people were um, submitting screen grabs of waiting 12, 13 hours. Um, so, so, so we are seeing the numbers coming down, but uh, 
obviously still still a lot of um, flux that that uh, that they're dealing with over there, right, Jeff? Oh yes, and I and I think there's still going to be people that are going to be in the queue for a long time. It just depends when you call in. Uh, there's you know so the problems are all over the board now that people are calling in from did their claim go through to they got to reset their password to they messed up on the cert. So couple things. Um, this the website has a screen to chat that pops up. It's not really a chat. What it is, it's a email system. So if you want, you can put your question in there and submit it. And I'm being told in a few days, someone will get back to you. So if you're calling in because of a problem, I would first do that. So at least you're in the callback queue. You know, might get through by someone answering, but if it's going to take you a few days, someone will call you back. So use that chat pop-up, which isn't the chat, uh, but use it. I think that will help. Um, the other thing is uh, they're saying if when you're certifying, and that's when every two weeks you contact IDS to let them know that um, you haven't worked or what your wages are or whether your um, your spouse is still you know unemployed if you mess up the only solution is to log off that close that web page uh, there is no way to go back also if on teleserve the phone number you call in if it turns out you made an error, on answering one of the questions. Unfortunately, the only solution for that too is to hang up. Don't go through the process. There isn't an editing for either one. So, you know, in summary, if you make an error on certifying, close that window or hang up and you have to start again. Um, Jeff, I'm seeing uh, that, that you posted something to the group saying you now have an application for Illinois unemployment and the appeals form on your website. Um, have we still noticed kind of a, a slowdown on the state's actual and kind of walk us through that process if you wouldn't mind? So um, there are some people that are having trouble getting on still to appeal or because of all sorts of reasons, they can't go through the internet to apply. So uh, I have a form someone can print out, they can print out, fill it out and mail it in. It's as good as going online, it's just not as quick. Uh, so go ahead and do that. Um, the other thing is if they're having problems um, and it can't get solved, they have a 30-day time frame for fixing it. So for example, um, they're deemed ineligible for benefits or their benefits are the wrong number and they can't through and get it, can't get it solved. They have 30 days to get it solved. Otherwise, it's deemed final. So before the 30 days, if they can't get solved, they need to file an appeal. They can't wait the 31 days. It's too late and it's final. So I've put the appeal form on so that they can appeal it and you mail that in um, and that starts your appeal process. So the day you mail it in, keep a record of it all, is the day your appeal starts. 
so don't wait 30 days, you know, to send it in. And, you know, and if the 30 days is on a Sunday, then Monday would be the next. But my recommendation is on the 28th day, you should have already had it in the mail to appeal. So, yeah, so I've got those two forms. I don't think anyone needs really any other forms, but they can go to my website at jeffjacobsonlaw.com and go to the unemployment section. You'll find the forms. Fantastic. Um, and if you're just joining us, it looks like there is an influx of uh, people coming in. This is a daily segment that Jeff Jacobson and I have been doing. Um, gosh, this must be like the 12th or the 13th one we've been doing. Kind so of a lucky one, maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you. Um, so we initially started collaborating because Jeff had the knowledge being a former appeals judge at uh, IDES. And I had some friends, members, and then members of the community had asked about certain um requirements for unemployment. So we started collaborating uh, between his knowledge and, and Sarah, who's not here with me today, but my uh, beautiful wife, Sarah, who's also our producer. We've been kind of uh, coordinating this question answered town hall to get uh, questions answered for all of our viewers. Um, Jeff, how has it been going? We've been getting a lot of uh, very similar questions, but I think every time we we uh, reiterate some of the gotchas, we're able to help people out. For instance, what I've learned is um, don't say you're not available to work. Say you're available to work five days a week. Because even if you are watching from, say, Michigan, Illinois, um, Nevada, where the stay-at-home orders are still in effect, you are eligible to work because you can work from home according to uh, how you explained it. Correct, Jeff? Right. So because of the governor's order, you can't go to work, uh, but that doesn't make you ineligible. So in Illinois, um, they defined ineligible is everything except because of the court order or the court order, the governor's order. So if you have to stay home because the governor's order, you're still able, available uh, to work. So when it asks you how many days you're unavailable, uh, if it's because you're staying home because of the COVID-19, you are unavailable zero days. You're able to go to work. It's just because of the governor's order. And we'll see how that's going. We talked about that over time, too. Um, that's been appealed on one of the cases, although I don't know if you saw um, a church has filed to find that the uh, order is unconstitutional and the church should be able to have its services. I think there's 80 members, if I remember, with the church. And the federal court said that the... Uh, the governor's order doesn't infringe on the constitutional rights that the governor's order is, you know, basically good. It's enforceable. Um, interesting, though, the case that the judge referred to is a 1905 case, and the plaintiff was Jacobson. <laughs> no one I know, but, yeah, so. Somewhere along the family tree, maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know, probably. Um, so I think uh, it's also important to to make mention that the whole purpose of what we're doing here, um, as we have been doing, is to get your questions answered in this town hall format. Uh, usually we have a link to pop up, ask your question yourself. I'm noticing now that might not be up, but you can still also comment. And if you have a question or if you have a comment that you put in the comment section, we'll be able to monitor it and actually get your, um, your questions answered for you, um, which is the whole point of this show to get the information out there to make sure people know 
about the processes that uh, they have to deal with. And Jeff, I know we've been talking about this, that we're probably going to, well, I think we were thinking that slowly we'd start seeing more of a backlog with appeals and less with the actual filing. But then, as you said, the filings seem to be going up as uh, as well. Do you think that's going to change when some of these states um, reopen on a national level? Or, or do you, is it hard to tell? So, um, as you know, there's a lot of companies that are closing down. Uh, there's a lot of companies that are laying off people. So I don't anticipate there's going to be um, a huge change in the numbers. Uh, I think also a lot of the businesses are going to be slow to start up. So, it, you know, it's, it's interesting. They were, I was just reading an article on large businesses filing for Chapter 11, and they can't file right now because one of the reasons that they could file for Chapter 11 is they can sell some of their assets. They can sell some of their business to get money to pay off the creditors. Well, now with everything closed down, their assets aren't worth a lot uh, to help pay off their creditors. So it looks like for the Chapter 11, those bankruptcies aren't going to start up till you know the economy is moving again. But I think there's going to be a lot of businesses that are closed down. Um, I wanted to show, and we'll see if I can, um, that there's a map of the United States. Let's see if I can for a second. Can you see that, Raza? Uh, I cannot. Uh, no map is... Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I can right now. Do you want me to punch it up on the screen here? Well, it, it should be on my window. Let me see if I can punch uh, it up. Hold on, I just lost it. Bam. It's Bam. Let me. And again. Oh, uh, I just uh, I just lost it. Yeah, sorry about that. But there's no way, I like um, that here it is. So this is this is job. Do you got it? Boom. Yes. What am I looking at? Okay. What is this? So this is this is jobless claims as a percentage of the labor force. So if you look, uh, Illinois is one of the smallest percentages. So it's seven to 13% approximately of people that are that have no jobs versus the labor force. Um, Texas also is in that same one. And if you look at some of the states like Colorado, it's more than 23%. So the bright red are, you know, those that are at a high level. So you've got Indiana that's 13 to 17.9%, and they have it at 15.1%. And those are people that aren't working as a percentage of the labor force, which I think is a good number. Instead of just looking at the total population, uh, Illinois is at 11.5%. You got Wisconsin that's at 12.6%. So I thought that was a, you know, at least an idea of how the, the states are with the percentage. Um, well, Jim, I'm curious, on, like, on, uh, our neighboring states that have opened up, Wisconsin will be opening up soon, I believe. Um, I think Missouri's in the process of opening up. I was going to ask you what the stats might be in those states, but 
they probably wouldn't be reflected as of yet, correct? That's probably going to come out later in the week. Well, the jobless claims versus um, they probably, they're usually a month behind because the companies report to the, to the Department of Labor and then they do a calculation on it. So it's not instantaneous. There are some organizations, ADP, uh, that are trying to put together good numbers on, on what it is. But uh, Wisconsin is, you know, 12.6 and Illinois is 11.5. So Wisconsin has a little more unemployment than we do. What was the other state you had? Uh, Missouri as well. Missouri should be opening up uh, from what I heard this week. Yeah, so Missouri is at 12.9%. Michigan is at 23.8%. Um, so those are, you know, those are actually very high numbers. Um, and it's, you know, we'll see, because we've got a couple things. We're not going to get the data for quite some time on jobless. And then the coronavirus has got a, what is it, two weeks that it can sit in your body before some kind of, you know, something happens. So there's, you know, we'll see what happens with those uh, states. Uh, it certainly would be great if we can all go back to last year at this time when there wasn't a coronavirus or, you know, we didn't have to worry about it. And there's a lot. I also, um, there's a couple sheriffs in Illinois that are saying they're not going to be enforcing the governor's order. So I don't know how that's going to work. Can you elaborate on that? What exactly uh, do you mean that by that? Not enforcing his order for an extension uh, of stay at home? For the stay, for the stay at home, for wearing the mask. Um, they're not... Uh, They've said they're not going to enforce it. You know, I don't know what they're actually going to do. Law enforcement has discretion in, you know, when someone violates a crime, uh, they're given discretion. You know, they they put their lives at stake, and sometimes they charge someone for violating a crime, and sometimes they don't. Uh, so I don't I don't know if they're going to use their discretion or just. Uh, never charge anyone. I mean, it's. I would be worried if there's someone, an elderly, that's compromised and someone is, you know, spitting and has coronavirus. But, you know, we'll see. So, yeah. And there's, and the other interesting thing is there are people that have problems with masks. Uh, they have all sorts of issues, um, physical issues. So, you know, Are you those about like people, allergies, for instance, or maybe heat sensitivity, or, or uh, well, so it could be anything from mental to physical. I mean, some people have a phobia of wearing a mask. Some people are asthma; they can't breathe with the mask. Uh, so there's there's all sorts of issues that you know we're just learning about. We're just addressing. So it'll be interesting to see. Like I have, so I have a P95 mask. That's one of the top. It's got the cartridges to breathe and stuff. Well, it turns out, I just found out, when I breathe out from that mask, there's nothing that filters my air 
for everyone around me. Huh. Uh, it filters all the air I breathe in. It's It's got the cartridges, so I get pure air. Uh, but when I breathe out, and you see that also on the N95s, when they have that little white plastic thing by the center of the mask, right? Uh, that's just a little rubber seal. So when they breathe out, all their uh, breath, their air, goes out unfiltered. It's everything they breathe in through those masks that are filtered. So we can so see people with those masks. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of the mask I'm using, which is just basically those those little kind of uh, uh I don't even have it here. It's like they look like a little surgical mask, but they're saying that that's more to prevent right. um, anything I might have from going out into the environment, but doesn't really protect me from um from what's outside coming in. So it seems like uh, yours is the exact opposite. Well, right, mine's uh, filters far better than those masks for me. Uh, but it's, you know, those masks, and there's, you know, probably millions of people that are wearing the mask with a little plastic um, device on at the valve. Um, but yeah, so th that's a problem. I was just reading too, if you use 600 thread uh, per inch fabric and a piece of silk, that will stop the coronavirus. Even with just regular material, it's a high percentage. I think I was you know, it's like sixty percent of the coronavirus won't get through. Uh, so you know it's it. Those are certainly helpful. I think based on statistics and research. Jeff, well, you know one of the other things that we've been kind of uh, looking at and covering um, in in my industry is that there's a lot of um, scamsters, right? There, there's a lot of people who are out there selling masks that might not be good. We've actually seen it with our unemployment site. People are trying to broker, uh, hey, we can help you get through to IDES faster, help you get through to your state unemployment agency faster. It seems like there's always people trying to take advantage when there's a crisis. Uh, what's some of the general advice we've been giving out about that, especially as related to our, uh, uh, um, our unemployment groups? So my general advice for unemployment, do not pay anyone a single penny uh, for some concept that you can get through the system faster. There is no, this is not like Disney World with an ex fast lane pass or a tour guide. You can't get through the system faster no matter how much you pay someone. Uh, so you're just wasting your money. And yes, there's all sorts of scams on the PP PPE. Even the government has been dealing with that, receiving products it turns out are not safe don't meet the standards they claim they meet uh, so uh, yeah i'd watch and there's a lot of people now reason to do that with the government don't you think that that seems like the fastest way to get yourself in a lot of trouble well it is but i think every criminal is a little brazen it's uh you know, they all think they're not going to get caught. Uh, so it's, you know, it's not a wise thing. But, you know, be careful because just because it says it's certified and has seals doesn't mean it, it does. I, I was driving uh, last week and someone was selling masks out of the back of their car. I don't know whether they're good or not. Uh, you just have to be cautious and careful. 
uh, with that. And then the other thing is there's a lot of people calling around claiming they're a charity to help. Don't give anyone any money that calls you. Do a little research. You, you know, there's a good chance you're just throwing the money away, that it's not actually going to where they say it is. So always, before you donate money, go online, do a little research. If you're skeptical, don't contribute. There's plenty of other good organizations locally, statewide, and nationally that you've known of and you've heard. So be careful of that. That's fantastic advice. And, and um, there's a lot of people donating food too. Um, we just donated food. My wife uh, brought a whole bunch of food over to charity to help those out that can't. Um, they can't get food. I mean, there's people that don't have any money. Uh, the temp jobs aren't there, and it's very difficult. So. Um, and so just if, if you happen to be watching for the first time, um, uh, we just want to give you a little synopsis of what it is Jeff and I do. We daily come on and kind of answer questions that people might have related to the unemployment situation right now, getting through and kind of also talking about what to do in case there the phone conversations are, are taking 12 hours or the websites keep crashing. Jeff has offered us some alternatives for that. So we've been doing that now almost uh, gosh, uh, a, a full week. We've been doing it prior to that and we're going to continue to do it uh, as much as we can. Um, we right, we're also doing like today, Raza, you're going to have someone come on completely different, but relevant. So we're, we're trying to, get a lot of information out to everyone. Oh, absolutely. So who we have coming on today is Larry Lage. Um, I'm the vice president of a union that uh, represents a lot of broadcast employees, specifically, um, well, news and sports. So a lot of our sports um, employees, um, freelancers, daily hires were, of course, uh, tragically affected by what's happening and what's affecting a lot of people in our current environment. Um, so Jeff was working with helping them learn what they can do to get the uh, unemployment benefits that they deserve. We've had several seminars and thank you for helping us with that, Jeff. Larry Lage, who's gonna be joining us has actually started a fund to help them. And so I kind of wanted to bring a little bit of inspiration and talk about some of that, which is going on. Before Larry comes on, which should be in about five minutes, we did get a question that I wanna get addressed. I was notified today that with all my prior quarters that I did not make enough, 1508 out of 1600, I was denied. Is there anything that I can do to appeal? I am a high risk category in addition to being a caregiver, living um, caregiver for my 80 year old dad. I am looking for a job, but as you know, not a lot of people are hiring. So this is a, a person that one of the suggestions I would have for them is um, ask for an alternate benefit year. And as you know, for those of you that are new, your benefit year is five quarters ago, four quarters ago, three quarters ago, and two quarters ago. You can ask for an alternate benefit year that'll be four quarters ago, three quarters ago, two quarters ago, and one quarter ago uh, to calculate. And it may turn out that alternate benefit year has more wages, so you do qualify. Uh, you would, though, if you don't qualify in this also, which I you should probably have the numbers, I would qualify under the May 11th uh, pandemic 
federal funding. So you uh, suppose the state on May 11th is for those that can't get unemployment benefits but have no income because of the COVID-19. Fantastic. Uh, Jeff, I'm looking and seeing that in our preview box. Larry's joining us. Larry, if you can hear me, uh, please give me a thumbs up on your camera. Okay. And if you are ready to be pulled on air, give me another thumbs up real quick. And great. Uh, so Jeff, we're going to be joined by Larry Lage, who's going to tell us a little about um, the freelance sports journalist uh, fundraiser uh, that he has started. Um, obviously something that is very, um, very generous at a time like this, and we want to learn more about it. Larry, thank you for joining Jeff Jacobson and I. Um, so please uh, tell us a little about yourself. Well, I am a sports writer for the Associated Press, have been since 2000. I live in Ann Arbor. I have a, a wife who's a special ed middle school teacher and a 10th grade uh, dancing daughter who's not dancing as much now because of the uh, pandemic and a son who's an eighth grader and not playing travel baseball. Like I would love to be uh, watching him. Uh, but re related to my visit here, um, two months ago now, just about uh, whatever the night that the NCAA tournament would have started uh, in, in mid-March, uh, it really started to hit me uh, how huge this was as uh, leagues and teams and uh, organizations started canceling uh, fundraise um, events. It was clear that uh, this is going to be different, and I went to bed uh, praying about it um, because I know so many people um, in sports media get paid by the event, by the news conference, by the assignment, um, their assignment to assignment, paycheck to paycheck. And I went to bed thinking about them, praying about them, and I woke up the next morning uh, thinking about them again, and I literally uh, started to cry. Um and I decided in that moment, I'm going to try to do something. Uh, I have done Facebook fundraisers before for my birthday. Uh, my parents are deaf and my nephews are deaf. And one year I did a fundraiser for the Indiana School for the Deaf, raised a few grand. Um, most of that money went to the school. Facebook takes a very small percentage. Um, I'm sure it's a third party, but we won't get into that. But uh, they created a way to use social media for good. And I had experienced it myself and figured, you know what, I'm going to put a hundred bucks in this fund. My friends will come through. Uh, we'll raise a couple thousand, a handful of people I'm thinking about in Michigan. I'll send them a few hundred bucks, some goodwill and cheer and go on my merry way. Well, very quickly uh, with the help of my friends on Facebook, uh, we raised a couple thousand dollars about a week into it. Jeff Seidel of the Detroit Free Press uh, reached out to me wanting to write about it. And I said, uh, as long as you can do me a favor and make it as clear as possible, I'm not doing this for me, of uh, the publicity that is. Uh, but he did a great job and uh, I've done a bunch of TV interviews. Um, the Ringer did something on it. Um, the Free Press, as I mentioned, the Amber News, Lansing State Journal, where I was a freelance journalist 23 years ago, making 25 bucks an article. Um, so the media has helped it go to another level, but frankly, in recent weeks, it's fallen off because, uh, people that we're going to give have given, um, it hasn't reached, um, many new faces and, uh, eyeballs. So hopefully, uh, people watching this can, uh, 
can give a little. And, and as I've said many times, if all of us do a little, we can do a lot. Um, and I realize some people have lost their jobs. They can't spare $5. And I get that. But I hope that everyone watching this or listening to this can simply share the, the Facebook fundraiser on their own social channels because everyone can do that for free. Um, and there have been a, more than 100 people that I've given money to from New York City to Los Angeles um, in print, radio, TV, uh, talent side, production side, front of the camera, behind the camera, uh, even a makeup artist. Um, and what's really neat is more than 90 of these people I didn't know two months ago. Um, so, um, you know, I'm not necessarily paying the mortgage or rent for anyone, maybe not even a car note, but uh, if you have no income and a stranger sends you a hundred bucks or 200 bucks or even 50, um, it means something to those people. And uh, it was something I could do. Um, and, you know, that's a short answer or a long answer to your question. Well, Larry, I appreciate that everything that you're doing and that you'd come on and share the message. I know we talked a little bit. I want to give you a little background as to how Jeff and I uh, know each other. I'm the vice president of a union NABIT that represents a lot of the, the photographers, technicians. Jeff mm -hmm. um, is an attorney, but he actually was an appeals judge with the Illinois Department of Employment Security. So he came on board and we started collaborating because a lot of our members also needed help. No one had ever seen it. something like this hit so devastatingly and so fast, change worlds upside down. So we've been kind of doing these Facebook Lives to engage people. Um, we were actually by uh, a member in Michigan turned to what it is you're doing, who said, hey, you may, might really want to reach out to him. Um, just to tell the story, if there's uh, donations that can be brought in, perhaps we can do that. Perhaps we can tell about what, what it is that you do. Um, I put at the bottom of the screen an email address where our watchers can, uh, our viewers can kind of correspond with you to find out more. Could you tell us a little bit about how many people have you helped? I know you said you've raised some money. How much did you raise and how many people were you able to help to this point? So the list that I have, I'm kind of keeping uh, track um, on my own because my accountant said, as long as you pay out all the money that comes in, uh, you're not going to have any problems and no one you're giving money to is going to have any problems. So I have more than 100 names, just over 100 names on my Google Doc um, from Los Angeles to New York City and, and all parts in between uh, that I've sent distributions to on Facebook. Uh, $21,549 has been raised by 319 people. Wow. So 319 people uh, over the last several weeks have combined on Facebook to give $21,549. And I say on Facebook because some people have reached out to me directly, um, some of the biggest names in the business. If people go onto the Facebook page, which I, I shared with you here in the little chat, and you can uh, put on the bottom, perhaps maybe yeah. not clickable. My email address is really the best way because people can reach out to me whether they want to um, share it, whether they want to donate, or whether they want to be on my list potentially to get money. Um, and I say potentially because I need to raise more funds to give out more funds, uh, and I need to do some accounting to make sure I haven't paid out more than I've received, uh, or my wife will be in uh, on me for that. Um, but more than 100 people have received donations uh, from me, from the fund, um, as little as $100, uh, and some freelancers closer to home have, have gotten more than that. Um, 
And it started this way. So there was a handful of people I was thinking about in Michigan that really inspired uh, my prayers and led to my tears the next morning. And I started with them. And then I sent a group text to about 20 AP sports writers all over the country asking each of them to identify a person or two in their area that they knew depended on freelance income and didn't have another full-time job to lean on. Uh, and I got names from those folks. Uh, and then as I reached out to people, some uh, declined it politely saying um, whether they're, you know, maybe in their young 20s and their parents can still uh, be that safety net or maybe someone um, felt like they weren't as needy as others. And for those people, I would obviously say thank you. And for anyone, I would say, find me someone who could use the help. Because everyone says, How, what can I do to help? And and whoever asks that question, I say the same thing. Share this on your social media. That's free. Give if you can. Uh, three, find me someone who needs the help. Um, and so that's basically what I've done. And some of the people on this list uh, are probably three or four removed from the original person that I connected with, which is really powerful as well. And um, every uh, part of the industry uh, has been affected by this. Um, there are other efforts uh, that I've seen on social media doing the same, and I applaud all those efforts. And um, I realize this is not a good time for, for a lot of people to donate. But like I said, it's free to share it uh, on social media, and no donation is too small. Um, if 100 people well, get you know, that's you say that, Larry, but we're hearing about people that are getting their stimulus checks and they're donating that money. They've realize they don't need it and like you said there's a lot of people scraping together to try to just survive so i applaud you on what you're doing because uh, there's you know especially in that area it's difficult and um so you know i mentioned how much we raised on on uh facebook uh nearly twenty two thousand dollars um one famous uh, sports media personality I won't mention sent me $2,500 directly to my Venmo. Um, another one sent me $500 check um, and others have sent me $1,000 or $2,000. I mean, we're talking about highly successful, rich people in our business who uh, are grateful enough and appreciate enough that they're giving back monetarily and also on uh, social media. We got a Woj bomb with this. Adrian Wojnarowski, maybe the number one pick in the NBA media draft, he tweeted this out to 2 million people. Dick Vitale has shared this. Desmond Howard has shared this. Um, so we've I, I've gotten a lot of support from a lot of people, including uh, both of you, and I appreciate that. Um, the Facebook uh, fundraiser, I started off with the default, which was two weeks. Um, and it started to pop up to say that it was expiring and I looked into options to extend it and I extended it to the maximum of three months. Believe it or not, I think we're down to five weeks. Um, so uh, there's still time for people to give, to share, um, and hopefully for me to give. I mean, nothing would make me happier than to, let's say, raise another $5,000 so I can send 50 bucks to 100 people. Um, I would love to do that. Uh, but I can't do that if uh, I don't get 
uh, more donations. And I, and I really don't want to ask the people who have already donated to donate again. Ideally, we find another 300 people um, that want to get on the team to, uh, you know, help uh, spread some money and some goodwill. And, you know, with a lot of these people, I, I mean, I've gotten tear-jerking responses uh, and notes of thanks from people. And many of them say, it means the world to me to have someone care, to have someone reach out and send a hundred bucks or 50 bucks, totally unsolicited. Um, you know, maybe it's groceries, maybe it's gas. Um, you know, and some of these people have donated money in other ways. Um, if you go down my Twitter timeline way back when this started, um, there's a gentleman by the name of John Root, who I did not know from Adam two months ago. He's the in arena host for the San Jose Sharks. Uh, when this hit, he was out of work. He was connected to me by one of my friends in the business who declined my money. And I told her, find me somebody who could use it. She connected me with John Root. John Root then was inspired by it and went out and donated his time and services of goodwill in his area in San Jose and shared it on social media. I mean, it's so cool. Um, and, you know, I've got a network of people uh, that I've uh, given money to that will be, you know, acquaintances and in some way uh, friends for life. Uh, and, you know, if there's anything I need from them, I would imagine they say yes uh, and vice versa. Um, that's just kind of how I am. I'm so thankful to uh, have the life I have. I'm by no means um, rich financially, but I pay my bills. My wife has a job. We're paying our bills. Our parents are healthy. We're healthy. And um, I know that with my friends and uh, other folks that see this, um, we can do some good and maybe inspire other people to do something on their own, um, whether it's for the bar or restaurant industry or other ones that are hit hard. There are, you know, there are so many GoFundMe's and other Facebook fundraisers and things like this helping different uh, parts of our population that need our help. And um, I hope all of us can at least do a little. I think that's absolutely a great and inspirational message. I can only imagine how much your Rolodex has uh, grown with all the people that you've been able to help and also to be able to reach out to who have wanted to help you out. Um, uh, so, so you started in Michigan, you said, with, with people that you knew, and now this has gone across the country. Mm -hmm. I, I, can, I can only imagine um, the type of uh, inspiration that this has served. Like you were talking about how some people are like, you know, I might not need it, but I'm going to pass it along. Just like um, the member I had who said, this is someone that you need to get the message out. You need to talk about what's happening and how you can help. Um, what are some other what are some of the other stories you've heard from people about what this has meant to them? Have you um, I want to hear from you? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll share this one because um, it was shared on the air with uh, WLNS TV, the CBS affiliate in Lansing. Um, Danny Wex is a, uh, a talented TV um reporter uh, for different entities. And she lives in New York City. Uh, she was connected to me uh, by someone else. And she sent me a note that made me cry the first five or six times I read it. Um, I'll try not to 
recall it without crying. Uh, although it'd be good for your show, perhaps. But anyway, she reached out to me and said thank you. Um, in short, uh, and that she got into sports because of her dad, who uh, passed away years ago, and his name was Larry. And she's convinced that I was sent from him to let her know that everything was going to be okay. I mean, wow. Right. Um, and she shared that publicly. So I, I don't feel uh, like I'm talking out of school sharing that with you. Um, there's another person. Um, I can't even tell you who it is, um, but um, has cancer and is a freelance sports media um, person. And he uh, was also touched by my donation, which came out of the blue. Um, there's a group of behind the scenes um, TV production people who are not unionized in Detroit, who um, work for um, primarily Sinclair uh, Broadcasting, which bought the Fox regionals when Disney had to sell it. Uh, and there's been much um, to do about how Sinclair has handled this. The EP actually wrote a story about it. In short, um, the cameramen and women, the men and women holding cables, taking care of the audio, all the technical behind the scenes needs for almost all of the broadcasts that you see are largely independent contractors who uh, work their city. When the games come to Detroit, uh, these men and women go to work. When the games are in Chicago, it's a whole nother set of men and women going to work. And this plays out in Miami and New York and whatnot. Um, and when there are no games, those people don't get paid. Now, there were some uh, network partners like CBS, uh, for example, paid their behind the scenes TV crew for the money they lost when the NCAA tournament was canceled. Uh, that was not the case with, with all uh, TV production crews. So there are more than a dozen uh, TV production guys in Detroit on my list. Um, there are a lot of um, other um, outlets uh, won't get into names uh, that have a lot of uh, freelance journalists that are out of work that are on my list. Um, and, I, and I really think um, when you help someone that you don't know, um, that's like the best level of service you can give to humanity. Um, it's one thing to help your family. It's another thing to help your friends. But if you're willing to help um, your neighbor on earth, um, that you don't know, um, you know, I think that's the best kind of help and community service that you can do. Um, and I didn't intend to have that be a result of this. It just organically and perhaps uh, divinely happened. Well, we really appreciate everything you do. And ju just for uh, a clarification, when I'm looking down and you're seeing it here, what I'm doing is answering questions and sharing uh, this to sports groups and also to other people who might want to donate. We're seeing some questions uh, come up here. Uh, how are these fundraisers ca uh, categorized and can they be found on one page in the link? And I do want to tell you that that link was provided to me and I'm going to put it in the description right after this. It's got a lot of numbers. So if I put it in the caption here, I don't think it's going to do anyone. Right. Anything. Not clickable there. 
Um, but I am going to put that there. So John, thank you for that question. And uh, I myself will be donating as well afterwards. I think this is a very uh, important cause. And I really thank you for stepping up like you were talking about with unions, even like um, some of our companies, ESPN, CBS, I mean, they paid certain amount uh, before the cancellation fees about what was booking, but even those guys have had to kind of step back. So this was obviously very urgent. It gave us a chance to kind of get ahead of it. And Jeff and I talked to our members about uh, how to look into unemployment. But I, I didn't even think of the people who immediately, when this went into effect, were immediately affected. So thank you for helping helping address their needs urgently and quickly. And I just did this uh, on another window browser, and I've done it before. But if you, uh, if anyone who wants to find the, the Facebook fundraiser, if you do this in a Google search, Facebook fundraiser, freelance, sports journalists, it's the first one that pops up. Um, and so uh, pretty easy to find it with a Google search as well. Um, thank you for sharing my, my personal email. People can reach out to me. Um, the best way to donate money is actually to contact me and get my PayPal or Venmo or Cash App or Zelle because I get the money quicker and no one's taking any fees. I'm making this much in administrative costs out of this, um, which is nothing if you're uh, not watching. Um, so every dollar that comes into my bank is going uh, to someone who needs it. Um, and if you go on my Twitter timeline and scroll down a little bit, you'll see a, a little public dispute I had with Venmo because I uh, maxed out the amount of money you could give in a given week. I believe it was $3,000. They've since raised my limit. Um, and I guess because of like money laundering and other reasons, Venmo has these safeguards in place that I didn't foresee when I was trying to do good and send money and they were holding me up. So I was sending people to PayPal, but, um, it was kind of interesting. I also, you can see on my, my Twitter timeline, my, my Twitter, uh, handle is just my name, Larry Lage, L-A-R-Y, L-A-G-E. Um, I also did a shout out to, uh, Lake Trust Credit Union, where I do my banking because uh, they reversed a insufficient fee um, uh, charge that I got because I was paying out quicker and more than the money was coming in. Because if you put 10 bucks into my Facebook fundraiser in about 10 days, I'll get 950 in my bank. So it takes a while. Facebook holds on to it or it's third party, makes some money. I'm not mad at them. Then they send it to my bank. Bank makes some money for a couple of days, and then it makes it to me. Um, so if people reach out to me via email, they're ldub at umesh.edu. Um, I can help them bypass that. Um, or if they're in the business and they need help, and uh, I cannot promise um, anything, but chances are I'll be able to send something. Um, it takes a lot of accounting for me to um, go through my list of 100 plus people, how much I've given them, double check those numbers through Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, and Zelle, and even personal checks that I've written to some people who didn't have electronic means. So um, making that all match up is uh, on my weekend to-do list. Well, I gotta ask you, uh, you're a writer, I'm a television cameraman, I'm just speaking for myself, not for you, but uh, mathematics is not my strong suit, accounting, reconciling. This must have been a lot of learning that you've had to do in order to make this work, in order to help serve uh, uh, a group of people who needed it. Uh, 
how have you been able to do it? And a, a follow-up question: What what are you writing about right now? What are what are the stories out there? Just that that's out of my own curiosity. Right. So first, the like I said, the the money came in uh, with Facebook, and I took the money in and I was sitting on a little bit of a, a cushion in my bank account. So I just started sending the money out because I knew it was coming in. I didn't realize it would take a while. Um, so um, through PayPal, Cash App, Zelle, um, and Venmo and checks, that's how I sent the money out. And I just created a simple Google Doc with the person's name, how I pay them and how much I pay them. Um, and then every week I would kind of go through and do another wave of money and, and write how much I gave them and, and double check that. I have not done that in a while uh, because as you can imagine, it takes a lot of time um, to go through 103 names um, and double check my math. And the money you see on Facebook and the money that I've gotten personally isn't necessarily the money that shows up in my bank. So I have to reconcile the fee uh, that Facebook or it's the third party uh, takes. Um, so, um, you know, and I'm sure there's probably more efficient ways to do it. I certainly don't have like an Excel sheet, which probably makes some of this easier. Uh, and I'm not looking for volunteers because I have a lot of personal information on there. Um, like I'll never make this list public. Uh, if people want to shout me out on, on uh, social media and say, thank you, that's fine. I'm not doing it for that. Um, so, um, and then in terms of what I'm writing about, uh, for the AP um, going into the pandemic and during the pandemic, uh, one story has uh, unfortunately uh, stayed on my radar and that is um, the late Dr. Robert Anderson, who was a sports doctor at the University of Michigan uh, uh, in, in death is facing hundreds of allegations of um, sexual abuse from uh, former University of Michigan athletes. So. Um, those um, uh, accusers are coming out, um, they're lawyered up, they're uh, suing, they're talking out of court, universities responding. Uh, the university actually came to me and a colleague from AP the other day and gave us something first because they appreciated our balanced coverage, which we obviously strive to do with every story, so that's nice. Um, other than that, I've been, like I was on a Zoom today with the Detroit Lions coach and while I'm not writing about anything per se off of the interview, I shared with our AP team that I would have access to the coach. Let me know if you're working on something. Uh, and I asked a couple questions for a colleague in Atlanta, a colleague in Indianapolis, and a colleague in uh, Philly, I think, uh, all writing different things. And I contributed what uh, was said by the Lions coach. Uh, also, I've been helping out with our news uh, operation, uh, something that's called the Nerve Center at the Associated Press is kind of the air traffic control um, group that uh, is looking at all of the stories we have coming in uh, internationally, domestically, uh, politics, the pandemic, business, sports, entertainment. Uh, I'm in that world um, right now helping out uh, because there's not as uh, many things on a sports writer's plate this these days, and uh, the company needs some help over there, and they thought I'd be into it. Um, I'm also going to be hosting a couple uh, podcasts for the Associated Press. We have a podcast called Ground Game, 
that uh, your viewers or listeners can um, find anywhere they find podcasts. It's called Ground Game, and it's an inside look at how AP is covering the pandemic. Uh, one of the biggest ongoing stories AP has covered in its 170-year history. So um, I've been really busy, and uh, my days fly eight to four. Um, I'm very um, stimulated and excited and challenged by new opportunities uh, at the Associated Press outside of uh, what has been my comfort zone for 20 years in the company. Um, and um, it's great. Um, I'm appreciated. I'm helping out. I'm getting to do um, something that um, is an amazing uh, opportunity for me because what a significant time in our history as, as human beings and to be uh, working for one of the world's largest news gathering organizations on the inside um, is incredible. And um, I got my degree from Michigan State University in 1995. Bill Clinton was my commencement speaker in his first public uh, comments after the Oklahoma City bombing, just to kind of put that in a time capsule for you. Um, so I got my degree in elementary ed just in case my dream didn't work out. And I'm telling you this because my minors are political science and history, which play in really well if you're uh, following the news right now. We are living history um, and the intersection of politics, um, science, health, safety, security, all of that, um, it, the inner workings of that is so fascinating to me um, and how interconnected we are as a planet is, um, you know, on this planet is amazing to me. Um, the fact that this pandemic that is affecting us in the United States is affecting um, people in India and Brazil and Spain and my homeland of Italy. Um, I mean, it's pretty incredible. Um, it's not a good incredible, uh, or maybe good will come out of this, although a lot of deaths, so it's hard to think that or tell those families that something's good going to come out of this. But um, long story short, I'm helping out on our news side and also keeping my uh, sports hat on uh, a little bit each day, making calls and uh, a lot of Zooms. And um, like I said, the days go by like this for me. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Jeff, I don't know if you know this about me, but I used to freelance for Associated Press Television Network years ago. And I I gotta say, it's one of the best jobs I've ever had in my life to, to work for a cooperative uh, news like uh, agency like that. And, and just like you were saying, for them to find a place that, that you can help out, to help out with news, to be working with, uh, with this podcast. I mean, that sounds like they're on top of making the most uh, uh, of the coverage for this and getting that vital information out. And we really appreciate you for getting this vital um, financial funding out to the people in our sporting world community who absolutely needed people that you didn't know, but you knew the circumstances they were going to deal with and setting out to help, help them, um, help them move forward. Is there any thought you want to leave us with? I know you, you had to run um, at four 30, but is five 30 your time? Is there yeah. any thoughts you wanted to uh, leave us with? No, I, uh, I just really appreciate the opportunity and the interest to help spread the word. And um, you know, if even, a handful of people see this and share it on their own social media networks um, and, and donate a little money. That's awesome. Uh, the ask is always that you share it on your social media, because even if 
Um, you don't have any money that's free. Um, I can't imagine there's anybody in the world that would have a problem with you putting this on your, your feed. Um, there's obviously a lot of fundraisers out there. I'm not saying this is the only one, but um, I can guarantee that any uh, dollar that hits my bank will go into the pockets and uh, with a touch into their soul as well. Um, and I just hope that people stay safe and, um, you know, do what they're supposed to do. And yet get outside and walk every day, um, no matter where you live. Um, that'll be one of the good things that I take out of this. I have become a daily morning walker. Um, I used to work out pretty regularly at Orange Theory Fitness, and I'm still doing some of that online. But, um, you know, I was never a person that would, like, go out on, you know, a morning walk. That always seemed like something old people would do. But um, now I'm, I'm one of them uh, 11 days from my 47th birthday. So um, hopefully. You're not old. No, I know I'm not. Uh, but it, it just seemed like, you know, like who's walking at seven in the morning, right? I would think you would, you know, even three months ago, I wouldn't think I would do that. And, uh, you know, I hope everybody that um, is, is you know, going through this is looking at their life and, and making some positive change or, or uh, some positive takeaway out of this. And I know that might be easier for someone to say in a two-income house with a, a healthy family uh, but, um, nonetheless, I just, I, I hope people take care of themselves and take care of each other. So I appreciate your, uh, your interest and the opportunity to help spread the word. Well, thank you, you very much. Your, uh, email. Sorry about that, Raza, for people that are just listening. So they know how to get a hold of you. Yep. So it's L as in Larry, D as in dog, U as in umbrella, B as in boy at, you mish as in University of Michigan, U-M-I-C-H dot E-D-U. Um, people can also find me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, just very simply my name, which is Larry Lage, like Cage or Page, L-A-G-E is how it's spelled. Um, I'm not hard to find. Um, so, uh, and if you Google Facebook, freelance, sports, fundraiser, uh, you'll find it. Um, so lots of opportunities to um, help me spread the word and, and, and hopefully do some more good for, uh, for a lot of people who need it, men and women, coast to coast, moms, dads, um, you know, brothers, sisters, people's kids, you know, a lot of parents out there hoping their kids uh, get off the payroll here. So yeah. We can help him a little bit. Well, it's funny. Uh, it's funny you say that too. I've become a daily walker myself, and not really for health reasons, just to get away from my kids. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, right. The situation <laughs> like this uh, with us all here, you probably hear them in the background rustling around. It, it, that's part of the uh, the, the it's called that sound. That's it. That's it. That's what we call it in our industry. And you get a lot of that when you got three kids running around while you're trying to do a show. But uh, again, Larry Lage, creator of Freelance Sport Fundraiser. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to put uh, the links up um, to make sure that people know how to donate. You've done excellent work, uh, helped a lot of people. And, and uh, hopefully we can keep that coming in. Thank you so much for joining us, Larry. Really appreciate your time today. Yeah, and shout out to the 100 plus people that uh, liked your page today after I shared it with all my friends. I'm telling you, man, when I saw all those uh, all those likes come in, I'm like, wow, where was this guy from the beginning? But yeah, right? uh, absolutely, and it's, it, it's great that um, 
that you're from Michigan as well. We've got a lot of members from Michigan. Uh, we, we have people, Jeff, you and I were talking to people from Texas, um, Iowa, and Michigan. And, and it's just a lot of people who need help. And that's why it, it's, it's so good to see that you've been able to uh, – to, to help and reach these people from all across the country, all corners of the world. And thank you again to your uh, your dedicated followers and and uh, people who have come to to watch the show as well. We really appreciate that. Thank you, Larry. Have Thanks, Larry. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Well, Jeff, I think um, that was inspirational. I know sometimes we've been doing this for two weeks where we uh, talk to people about uh, the unemployment situation and it's, it's grim, you know, it's not, Fun. It's not something that either of us look forward to. Like, oh, let's have a great show. It's more like um, it's right. it's a public service. It's something that there's information that needs to get out there. Um, but there, but to hear a story like that, hear someone who saw a need and stepped up to benefit people. I think that really it's invigorating. It, it shows some of the um, some of the good stories. He, he has to do, like you mentioned, you know, he didn't know accounting. He's got to deal with a whole bunch of companies and getting out and doing interviews. And this is incredible. And he's doing it because, you know, he's helping people. He's not doing it for profit, which I think is, you know, what all three of us goals are. And a lot of people, I mean, the people that are donating, I mean, it's just an incredible thing. And so hopefully after they listen to the show, a lot of people go out and help. I don't know if I'll walk, but you know, definitely try to help more people. Absolutely, we just got a comment here. Um, thank you for sharing this. It's a global pandemic and we all need to work together. That's exactly what you're doing. And John, you're absolutely right. That's what all of us are trying to do. Even when we have, we've talked about this countless times too, Jeff. When we have these seminars, we have people who comment, who start helping each other out organically. Hey, you're having this situation. This is what worked for me. Try to do this dial up, try to do it this way. And that's what it's about. I mean, we've got to come together. And I think that's what humanity is kind of all about. No matter how what challenges are put, we're physically separated. We're, we're doing this all technologically, but we're all coming together. We're coming together to kind of help humanity, help help our fellow brothers and sisters who are out there dealing with the exact same uncertainty that we are. But we come out of it, I think, a little better knowing that we are there for each other, despite what obstacles and circumstances that we're forced to deal with. And I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, the people that are working to help others, you know, from the first responders, the nurses uh, that are doing double shifts, uh, you know, the people that are donating money, the people that are organizing food for food pantries, all these people. Um, it's, it's, you know, I can't express how great it feels to know that there are so many people that want to help others out when they need it. It's, you know, that's, I think that for me is what life is about, is helping others out when they need it. It's, um, you know, so this is, you know, this show is taken off and, and I think it's really great what people are doing. Um, for me, it's just amazing to see on the Facebook page all the people that are helping others. A lot of the people can ask their question, leave, but there are people that are checking their Facebook page, they're answering questions, they're helping people out, they're helping people with the frustration, uh, they're helping people get through this time. And that's just an incredible you know, feat what these people are doing. It's truly become a community. Like you said, um, they get their question answered, but 
then they're there to help other people. They're like, okay, so this is what I did to get over it. It really is people coming together and it, in this situation, just stepping up and, and doing what needs to be done. And I, I think that's great. That's certainly a byproduct that I did not expect uh, when we created this, but it's, it's really inspirational and invigorating to see. Um, and, and again, just if you're joining us, uh, this is part of a daily show we've been doing now. This is our second consecutive week uh, minus the Saturday and the Sunday where we've kind of been um, uh, doing a lot of these. Prior to this, we've done workshops and we've done things as it could, but uh, Jeff and I are both committed. Uh, Sarah, when she can join us, are committed to getting the information out there, to answering your questions as long as we need to. I mean, this is a process that uh, hopefully um, won't last as long as it could, but you never know. And um, we need to be out there providing those resources. That information. So we're going to be on 7 p.m. tomorrow? I believe that is correct. Yes. So um, this week, because of obligations, was a little more scattered. Last week, it was 1 o'clock pretty regularly. Tomorrow, 7 o'clock to answer your questions. Um, and we'll post the rest of the schedule for this week. And then next week, it's going to be noon. It's going to be a, a lunchtime business hour. Uh, Jeff Jacobson, Raza Siddiqui. Non-business uh, hour. <laughs> right. I hope I didn't infringe any copyrights with that. But it's, it's essentially going to be um, an opportunity to dialogue and get your questions answered. We anticipate that uh, at, at some point it's probably going to be more about the appeals processes with people having some um some situations as those come up, but whatever your question, we're going to be here um, ready to answer those for you. Jeff, anything uh, you want to leave it on? No, I think that's it for right now. I think we'll leave it on a positive note. Hopefully everyone stays safe uh, till tomorrow, and uh, I'll see everyone then. See you then, Jeff. Thank you again. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye, Bye. everyone.